Welcome to the Coaching Talks Podcast, your inspirational moment to continue your growth journey. What is the future of leadership? How can we lead by creating our future today? This week, we will talk about the new skills and capabilities needed to drive growth together with the certified leadership coach Marika Nikinen and the international executive coach Mark Siles. And now, relax and enjoy. Welcome back to our podcast. This is Mark. And this is Marika. There's been lately a lot of discussions about how rapidly leadership is changing and how obsolete traditional models actually are. These models are not good enough to match nowadays rapidly changing environment. We are facing a high level of uncertainty and insecurity, and we need new leadership models to cope with these new environments. Marika, you are working with a concept that you call leadership philosophy. Could you tell us more about it? Yeah. Leadership, I've created the philosophy with, with my colleague Minna Sutta. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of the need came from the lack of leadership in this moment. We are leading so in a traditional way. We are taking care of the business plans, strategy, vision and implementing that. But we are not leading people in the way we should. And kind of we need to redefine what is leadership. Hmm, that sounds interesting. So what does it actually mean concretely? Firstly, uh, we need to be able to lead ourselves. And that starts from self-awareness. What are, what are the values that I have? What is my purpose? What is motivating me? What, is, what are my strengths, characters needing development? How do I deal with my emotions? Do I give feedback? How do I kind of take feedback? Mm-hmm. And all these things help us to develop and also take the leadership in our own hands. And that helps us to make more effective decisions. And secondly, after we have started to know ourselves, lead ourselves better, we can start leading others. Mm-hmm. And that means that we it, we don't need to have a position-based power. We can lead people in, in many ways from different roles and have a lot of influence And for example, coach colleagues, how to facilitate meetings, how to support the organization or team we are working with to grow and be better and and learn. And I think that's the key. And after we have started our own path and we are developing ourselves, Mm. and then when we start also to see the organization point of view and we start to lead and influence others, we can integrate these two and we kind of integrate the entrepreneur spirit in, in all of us and can put it to the organization and really help our organizations to grow and and learn and be more successful. Okay, so in a way you are redefining the the traditional meaning of the leader who has all the answers into something more meaningful, like creating a leader that is actually coaching and facilitating the process more than having the answers for Mm. all the problems. Is that right? Yeah. And We all have the answers. So actually, as you said, the leader is not the only one having the answers. But we, when we all have the answers, we Mm. can create something even more better than we have now. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, especially taking into consideration the fast speed environment where we are at. And uh, Mm. when you think about it, a leader alone cannot just be everywhere making all the decisions. Mm. So at some point, that leader will have to transfer not only the delegation of tasks, but also the, the decision-making process. So this starts to look more like a, like a project-based uh, environment focused to develop solutions rather than uh, trying to figure out the answer just by a selected team of leaders, by creating this approach on facilitating mm. the process and, uh, and coaching people's growth on, mm. the, on the path. 
Yeah, exactly. It's it's more agile. And, and actually, I loved what you said about problem solving. I think we should turn it other way around. We need to think, how do we serve our clients and our environment, our society and organizations, and not focus on only problem solving? Because sometimes that can really be that we kind of turn into ourselves and only see what is happening in our organization right. and really not to focus on the outside, on the inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's nothing wrong to get some good insights about understanding what has happened and which are the main causes of the problem. But I think that, you know, we get more nowadays on focusing on which are the potential solutions. What can we do about it? And what would have to happen in order to solve the problem? You know, which are the solutions that we need to develop, especially those that we don't believe that are possible. That's where also uh, opportunities for innovation are. The pessimist complains about the wind. The optimist expects it to change. The leader adjusts the sails. John Maxwell. Gallup uh, mentioned in a report uh, called The End of the Traditional Management, a very interesting uh, study that they were comparing how leadership has actually changed. One of the main reflections that they were mentioning in the report is nowadays we're having more flexible workspaces. About 74% of the employees have the ability to move to different areas uh, to do their work. We're actually experiencing more flexible uh, work time. Uh, It says in this report that 52% of the employees say that they have some choice of where and when they work. There is also more remote uh, working. 43% of the employees uh, work away from their team, at least some of the time. And also like we are experiencing a more matrixed uh, teams. They, uh, they reported that 84% of the employees are matrixed uh, to, some, uh, to some extent. That's quite uh, interesting, because if we think about traditional leadership and traditional teams, mm-hmm. so how to lead the ma- matrix teams, and I know you also have experience on that, many times it has been a problem. And now if it's like 84% of matrix teams, so how do we leave, lead if <laughs> we don't <laughs> also sometimes leave? <laughs> but how do we lead if... Uh, if we don't have the power of leadership. So, Mark, uh, I would be curious on hearing what are your experiences. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of the core learnings it is the importance of changing meaning uh, at work. And especially the main role of, the, of this new leader is to be able to coach the, the employee to get into search of that meaning of you know, what's, uh, what they are doing, what is the main purpose behind what they are doing. And that's one of the core things that I challenge the traditional way of how we call change agents. And that's what I would call a bit of the old school, a traditional approach to change a culture and also solve a problem. Uh, And that's why I decided to call them growth agents. Hmm. And in a way, like what this growth agent or this new leader, what they would do is simply three very simple things. The first thing is that what do they actually do? They construct the vision. They design this uh, sense of direction and ambition where the company actually wants to to reach. This this vision answers the big why, Hmm. the big purpose of what is the meaning behind what we are doing. The second part is how this leader, this growth agent, communicates to inspire mm. others. So it's not just about informing people. It's, uh, I know it's very easy to send, uh, to send an email and telling people what they have to do, but that, that just doesn't work anymore. A true leader inspires others and not just inspires action. So mm. uh, we say long-term vision, short-term action, but it also inspires trust. We thought creating trust within the company, within the teams, and also within people, or nothing out of the box will mm. ever take place. And this also relates to what you were saying before and the independency to give more autonomy to people, uh, to delegate and give trust to execute on, on certain decisions. So this will 
give uh, to people the right uh, sense of direction and uh, what actually it is that is expecting from them. So mm. to communicate, to inspire, it is key. And learning to communicate, it is one of those skills that new leaders also have to develop. And the last part, you know, I'm going to repeat something that you already said, is uh, these growth agents, these new leaders, they have to be very good facilitators and coaches. In the report that I mentioned before by Gallup, uh, they said that today's manager needs to be a coach, holding employees accountable while encouraging development and growth. And that's extremely important. So it doesn't mean that the leader disappears. It just means that it's more, let's say, the owner of the process and intervenes when it's needed. So it mm. is there for those special moments, but mm. a lot of decision-making, it is delegated to the employees. And that's one of the things that all of you listening have to make sure that you understand what coaching means. What's the difference between mentoring and coaching? Telling people your opinion about what should be done is not coaching. Mm. <laughs> let, me, let me be very clear, because when I ask to some companies sometimes, do you have coaching in your company? 100% of the time say, yes, 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 we do coaching. And when I ask which kind of coaching, they say, no, we have these kind of people that they give advices about what, what is the best thing to do. That is not a coach. That could be called mentor. Or that could be called a problem solver. But a coach, it is something else. Coach, it is the person that just puts the right questions to the person to help discovering what is the right final answer that the team wants to go with. Basically, you know, as a summary, I would say that the leader of the future is somebody that coaches others and facilitates the transformation process. They have a strong focus on team efforts and uh, peer support. Mm. It is very important to develop that environment of trust and peer support. That's what's going to create the growth mindset culture that focus on the solutions. And they see risks and threats as an opportunity to grow even more. It's really interesting what you told about the growth agents. And if we we take about the, also the leadership philosophy and then combining to this one. So mm. it's like growth agents are supporting organizations actually to uh, kind of transform into more more self-organized Mm -hmm. So people need to understand what is the power I have, how can I influence, and they need people to be people who are supporting the change. That's right. And leaders need the support to help their people to change. Exactly. And they become more than ambassadors. So this is not mm. just about creating secret agents in the company, it's creating these 2.0 skills. It doesn't matter mm. if your business card says that you are the director of or the manager of, mm. it doesn't matter. Mm. You're looking for leadership opportunities through mm. all the organization. Mm. Everybody is a potential leader. Yes. And that's why I said before that mm. uh, it's it's becoming more of a project-based focus uh, and solution-focused environments, yes. matrix organized, rather than the traditional decision-making mm. centralized. Mm. It just gives more meaning to what yeah. you're doing. And when people have a deeper sense of meaning, they just perform better by default. Mm. Exactly. And actually, like anyone can be a growth agent if they are willing to yes. be there and grow. And, and and as you said, it's not about like spies. And that I want to say that these processes are very transparent and the organizations yeah. need to be very transparent that, hey, we want to serve the world around us better. Let's change. Mm -hmm. mm. And we are not saying, let me be clear also here, that we're not saying that you won't get results using traditional management and leadership uh, models. That is okay. But if you want to go from good to excellent, then these are the new trends that will open those doors and those opportunities. So Marika, which tips would you give to those listening to this podcast about what can they actually do to start implementing this new leadership mindset? I think one very important thing you already mentioned is individually and in also organizations is continuous learning and self-development. Hmm. 
And all these is needs to be linked with, with your internal and organizational purpose and meaning. Kind of the inner game, what we have talked earlier, that's really important. What is happening inside us? By the inner game, we are referring to what is the, the self-confidence, self-esteem and the sense of meaning that you have behind what you do. When it comes down to performance, that will have like an over 80% influence impact on the final performance that you will be having when achieving results. And secondly, I want you to think already like now, this moment... Who is the leader inside you? How can you be a leader in your current role from this moment on? Good question. And that brings a lot of opportunities as well for each one of you to get yourself to a, a meaningful retreat. There's a lot of uh, those events nowadays going on. There is one in Finland that we just ran last week called Find Yourself. We have said before in the previous podcast as well, get yourself a coach, get somebody that could help you through this process as well. Definitely very important. Would you add something to the list And as a third tip, uh, I would say, like, go back and review how you are deploying your training prompt in your company. We are talking about some new uh, leadership models. And most of the companies at the moment, they are bringing old traditional leadership programs as well. What do I mean by old traditional training programs? It's very simple. Like if you are sending one or two employees to this elite, what I call elite training programs. Mm. So you have a big organization and you just send one, two people from each department, hoping that they will come back and teach the rest. It's proven that it just doesn't work. People around don't understand what has been going through that training. And the people going through the training and experiencing that those deep insights start to experience frustration when they go back to work and they try to explain to others what they have seen. So it works much better according to all the studies and, uh, and research done to do what is called functional trainings, which is sending a group of people from the same department or cross-functional trainings. So when they go back to work, they all understand what needs to be done. And during the training, they can work hands-on with, uh, with a certain project or a certain task. So they're all developing their mindsets at the same time. So be careful with trainings that they just develop one or two people at the same time and start to invest more on functional trainings that develop groups mm. which work together at the same time. Uh, thanks, Mark, for super interesting uh, point of views and discussion today. So I hope you enjoyed as well. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our bi-weekly podcast. And remember, this is about spreading and sharing the knowledge. So feel free to forward this audio to anybody you believe could get any benefit out of it. Coaching Talks Podcast, your inspirational moment to continue your growth journey.